Hey y'all, it's Carmen. I hope you are doing good today. You are in my daily prayers. I pray that all is well with you. If it is, praise God. If it's not, pray to God. He will help you. Something that I have learned is that God will come through time and time again. I want to begin this episode with saying that after six months of episodes, this podcast is now being listened to across nine U.S. states and in 15 countries. Wow. Whether you are in the U.S. or you are in Italy, Colombia, Saudi Arabia, or China, just to name a few, I appreciate that you are tuning in each week. May God bless you. As I have studied each of these four conditions in Psalm 107, God has impressed upon me that I have experienced one of these four in one season or another in my life. As we will see next time and later on in this psalm, people constantly need redeeming. This is a pattern of human nature. I am so glad that God neither slumbers nor sleeps, nor does He get tired of coming to my rescue when I have once again gone away from Him and thought my way was better. The fourth and final condition is no different. A few years ago, our family took a vacation with some friends to the beach. At the time we were going, it was prime hurricane season. We knew the risk of going at that time, and we decided to take the risk because we were in desperate need of a vacation. Our hurricane began to make its way to the shore where we were staying. We weighed out the options, assessed the risks, and decided to wait the storm out there in that Gulf Coast town. The storm was thankfully a Category 1, and we did not have to evacuate. But that night that the storm came through was very unnerving and uncomfortable. What made it a little more bearable was knowing that we were in a safe place that could withstand the winds, rains, and damage of the storm. Hurricane Nate will forever be a part of that trip's memory. What will also be a part of that memory is how God brought us through safely, showed us His mighty power and presence, and reminded us that in the midst of the storm, He is there. The scripture today is similar to this experience. Spiritually speaking, the one needing redemption today was right in the middle of a hurricane, and God was about to show out. Let's read the scripture. Psalm 107, verse 23 through 32. Some went out on the sea in ships. They were merchants on the mighty waves. They saw the works of the Lord, His wonderful deeds in the deep. For He spoke and stirred up a tempest that lifted high the waves. They mounted up to the heavens and went down to the depths. In their peril, their courage melted away. They reeled and staggered like drunkards. They were at their wits' end. Then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble, and He brought them out of their distress. He stilled the storm to a whisper. The waves of the sea were hushed. They were glad when it grew calm, and he guided them to their desired haven. Let them give thanks to the Lord for his unfailing love and his wonderful deeds for mankind. Let them exalt him in the assembly of the people and praise him in the council of the elders. This one is a special one. I entitled this, The Storm-Tossed Laborer. This is the person who, quote, gets in their ministry ships each day and goes to work for the building of God's kingdom. This person is the person with a kingdom mindset in every area of their life, whether that's home, work, church, 
the marketplace, or in their community. This is the person looking for opportunities to proclaim the gospel and serve those around him and for God to be glorified. God has a special redemption for those who are, quote, working for him. And in the midst of that work, they see God move and do mighty things. The ups and downs of following God and doing his work is like no other. Wherever the arena God has called you into, you will need his redemption to get through the highs and the lows. Just know that highs are coming and lows, they are coming as well. He will not leave you in either one. Let's dive deeper into the verses to better understand this condition. Here are my takeaways from this passage. Number one, the laborer went out obediently to the sea. We see this in verse 23. Number two, the word merchants, as used in the NIV, is a word in the original language that means a person who does work. This person is a seasoned worker. They have been on many waters, as verse 23 tells us. Number three, this person has seen God move and work. He has experienced God's mighty power firsthand. Number four, verse 25 takes an interesting turn. It tells us that God brought the storm. The word storm here brings the picture of being tossed here and there. Literally, the word means hurricane, basically a very powerful storm. Although this situation was uncomfortable, it was an opportunity for this worker to experience the power of Almighty God, another opportunity to see God work. Number five, but in the midst of this manifestation of God's power, the laborer grew scared. They lost courage for the work they were supposed to be completing. They looked at the storm from a finite human perspective and became agitated and perplexed with the storm. They lost their kingdom perspective they had had before. Number six, when they had come to the end of their wits, the end of their wisdom, what they thought should be going on, they cried out to God for the redemption they needed. Number seven, God brought the storm-tossed laborer out of their distress but he left them in the sea of where he had called them to labor. And number eight, verses 29 through 30 reminds me of the New Testament passage in Mark 4, 35 through 41, where we see Jesus do the same thing. He manifested his divine nature with calming the storm for his storm-tossed disciples. With three little words, Jesus calmed the sea. He was with the disciples before the storm, in the midst of the storm, and after the storm passed. What was the disciples' response? Same as the storm-tossed laborer in Psalm 107, praise and all, exaltation among all those they were with. What can we learn from the storm-tossed laborer that we can apply to our lives? Number one, do the work you have been called to and do it obediently. Number two, you are the worker that goes out into the specific sea God has called you to, whether that sea is a school, the workplace, your home, a church, or ministry. Number three, rely on God's faithfulness day in and day out. Remember His mighty works that you have seen and experienced firsthand. Number four, when God brings a storm, know that He is the author of that storm, and He is bringing the storm to show you Himself again. The storm is not void of his presence. Number five, don't be scared. Don't let your courage melt away. Don't become agitated by the storm itself. Don't miss the point of the storm. 
Don't get caught up in the chaos that will inevitably cause you to be unstable and lose your wits. Number six, but if you do, and because we are human and prone to rely on ourselves way too much, we will call out to God. He will bring you out of the distress, but you will remain in the sea. Number seven, all praise belongs to the God who calms the storm with the words of his mouth. Powerful, praiseworthy. Oftentimes for me, when a situation gets, quote, stormy, I pray that God would just take me out of that situation. We see here that this is the wrong type of prayer. We must be willing to stay in a situation and ask God to calm the storm of our distress. As verse 30 tells us, God has plans to bring us into our desired havens, our enclosed safe places of his presence and his will. This is so foundationally important for God's laborers to remember. The situation is not what you need redemption from. It's the storm and the distress. Are you tossed by the storms of life? Do you fight the storms? Do you just want to escape? I challenge you, as well as myself, to not be so quick to pray the next storm away. God has purposes for those storms. Look at them with kingdom eyes. Remember, just because the storm is present does not mean that God is not. He is right there in your boat and on your sea with you. Rest in that truth today. If you are not in the midst of a storm, one may be on its way. Prepare now through prayer and praise, asking God to help you see him work in mighty ways when that storm arrives. Get that kingdom perspective and be ready to keep it through whatever storm comes your way. Let's pray. Dear God, I thank you for this passage. I thank you for the truth that we find in it. God, I thank you for those that are listening, that are working hard for your kingdom. God, I pray you would keep them safe, keep their courage, and keep their eyes fixed on you. God, for those who are feeling storm-tossed, feeling weary and tired, and their courage melting away, God, I pray that you would come to them, they would cry out to you, and know that that redemption is true. God, we love you. Thank you for Jesus, and we pray in his name. Amen. All right, thank you for joining me today. I've been um, so blessed by this time. I hope that you have as well. And we're gonna wrap up Psalm 107 next week. So I hope that you will tune back in as uh, we complete this chapter of scripture. I hope that you have a great week and I'll see you right back here next time. It's been Carmen. Go be real. The world needs to see it.